Hello and welcome to Coffeehouse Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Katie Balls and I'm joined by James Forsyth and Isabel Hardman. So going into the weekend, Boris Johnson's position seemed to be in a fairly perilous place and MPs have spent the weekend in their constituencies where they've been hearing from voters. What have they been hearing, James? A lot of anger. I think a lot of anger from their associations too. I think there is now a split having kind of done a bit of a ring round this morning, opening up among Tory MPs. Those people who have local elections in their patch in May tend to favour moving sooner rather than later. They take a kind of, you know, if it were done to best, it were done quickly view. Lots of them have either had council candidates telling them that they will lose without change of leader or even council candidates kind of dropping out on them or telling them that they're going to drop out because they think it's untenable. Those people who don't tend to take the view of, well, why don't we see how the local elections go in May? It gives us a sense of things. I mean, that, that, that's kind of the, the constituency development. I think the one, and you know, you take your comforts where you can right now, if you're Boris Johnson, I suppose, and it shows how the bar has been set, that even the, the kind of Daily Mirror's latest revelation of a leaving due for a military aid in number 10 has not kind of, uh, has not created, I think, the excitement that it has if it had come first, if you see what I mean, because we're on to kind of a double-digit number of these events that they slightly don't have the same impact that they once did. But I do think the worry is that the weekend away has made lots of Tory MPs aware of how angry not just their voters are, but lots of their associations are. And I think that is going to be a particularly important factor in the coming uh, weeks. Meanwhile, Isabel, we're starting to hear various parts of Boris Johnson's strategy for clinging on. One is this idea there could be a mass cull um, once the Sue Gray report comes through. Now, that report was expected on Tuesday. We now expect it to be end of the week at the earliest, given she has more parties to investigate following Friday's revelations about um, leaving dues, will swing and so forth. What do you think we could be looking at in terms of others being sacrificed to keep Boris Johnson in place? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's worth saying that Sue Gray is not going to, it's highly unlikely to recommend that the Prime Minister steps down or anything like that. But what she may do is suggest disciplinary action on certain counts. And it may be the case that that disciplinary action in, in certain instances is left open as, as to who should receive it. And that may well be the, the cover that Johnson uses for clearing out his operation and actually that's something that all three of us have reported on over the past few months even I think before these parties uh, started emerging in the newspapers that there was discomfort amongst Tory backbenchers about Boris Johnson's operation. Now the, the, the main name that, that always comes up when you talk to Conservative MPs is Dan Rosenfield who, who initially was somebody who everyone was saying oh actually you know he's new chief of staff he's he's doing a much better job he's, he's professionalising the operation and so on but that quickly deteriorated and I think a lot of Conservative MPs blame him for the lack of grip. Uh, there's obviously also Martin Reynolds, his uh, principal private secretary, who uh, is the bring your own booze email official. And that would probably be quite an obvious uh, route to go if you wanted to, to have somebody take responsibility on your behalf. But the problem is, and this is something that some of those who are agitating against Boris Johnson in one way or another uh, will point out quite readily to you, is that there's a culture from the top here and that the Prime Minister is the person who leads the culture. He's the person who sets expectations of behaviour and so on. He's the person who can 
in normal times when there's not a report telling him to discipline his aides and call them into check. And I think the most um, damaging allegation over the past few days uh, was the one in Dominic Lawson's column that Johnson told officials who suggested he should cancel one of these parties that they were overreacting. Uh, And that's where it becomes very difficult for him to continue to to make this I implicitly believed claim that he did at Prime Minister's Questions. And James, there's another fact here, isn't there, in the sense that we've already seen how Dominic Cummings, who was the first person to flag this party that Boris Johnson later admitted attending. ITV obviously got hold of the email and published it, which I think the pressure really went up. You could say in a way he flagged it to journalists on his blog. So you can see the problems of having a former staff member on the outside who feels as though they've been wronged by the boss. So therefore, is there a risk to Boris Johnson that he gets rid of tens of staff who feel a bit hard done by? I thought you made this point very well in your Saturday column, Katie, which is, you know, you already saw that that, you know, when, when it was suggested that kind of junior press officers were going to end up carrying the can, straight away there was a kind of slight increase in the, the reveal about the Zoom Christmas quiz that was perhaps, you know, more Zoom in, in form and substance, if you see what I mean. So I think this, this kind of mass cull only works if the people being culled go along with the cull, if you see what I mean. Otherwise, I think the danger is that you basically have had this report. And I think the, the, the thing that you get, even from the most diehard Boris cabinet loyalists is once the report is out, they can't deal with any any other revelation. The report needs to kind of draw a line under it. And I think this is one of the, the big concerns among Tory MPs is kind of, you know, when does this stop? Kind of one former minister said to me last week, you know, this has now been going on for over a month. When, it, when do we know that we are done? When do we know that we are in a situation where, you know, it is safe for them to go back out on television or radio without being ambushed about this. And you saw what happened to Olive Dalvin yesterday on the Trevor Phillips programme. You know, this is a very, very difficult thing to go out and defend because people's experiences during that first lockdown, so not, not everyone's, but some people's experiences were so traumatic that it is very difficult to 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 try and do the usual politician explaining away of a situation. And just finally, Isabel, the other aspect of all this in, when it comes to Operation Save Boris is Operation Red Meat. This is a policy tactic. Can you talk us through what those around Boris Johnson are planning? Yeah, there's a, a bit of a sort of butcher's shop of red meat being offered this week to Conservative backbenchers and uh, we've got the announcement over the weekend from Culture Secretary Nadine Dorries about the BBC and the licence fee which she says uh, will be abolished eventually. We've got the uh, fourth, the trailed announcement about the Navy going in to help with the the migrant situation in the English Channel. Uh, We've got lots of other announcements which are designed to sort of show Conservative MPs that Boris Johnson is a Conservative because we're in the sort of is the Pope definitely Catholic sort of situation now. And the the Tory MPs who I've spoken to since these announcements were trailed have been a bit sceptical about them because they think it looks desperate. And I have to say, just to sort of contextualise it, most of the Tory MPs who I've spoken to were not Boris Johnson fans anyway. uh, So perhaps they're not the best, best measure of that. But but I think when you're making policy announcements, big eye catching policy announcements, and having them written up so widely as being red meat, there is a risk it looks as though 
you don't actually really care about the very serious policy areas, such as people drowning in, in the English Channel. And you just care about trying to sort of tickle the tummies of conservative backbenchers who these announcements suggest you think are so easily distractible as a you know sort of small child who will look the other way if you shout squirrel while you're trying to do something they don't want you to do. I think one of the problems is we are also you know two years on from Boris Johnson winning that election victory in the majority and not being in a hung parliament anymore and so while as when he first had that majority if he'd announced that he was putting the Royal Navy in charge of dealing with channel crossings I think it would have had more impact I mean the problem now is people are like well look you've been telling us that you're going to sort this problem out for two years the problem has got worse and also you know that the, even in the government's own uh, admission, the solution essentially depends on finding somewhere to host an offshore processing centre. And so far, there has been no success in that. You know, there's speculation in, in the in the Times today that the government think that Ghana or Rwanda might be lined up. Rwanda have just returned a bunch of vaccine doses to Denmark because they didn't like the implication that these vaccine doses were linked to the idea that they might host an offshore processing centre for Denmark. So I think the problem you've got is if you look at where Australia did offshore processing, those places in comparison to Australia are far, far poorer and far more in need of that financial support than Albania, Ghana, Rwanda, all of these people's places cited as possible places that could host an offshore processing centre for the UK. Thank you, James. Thank you, Isabel. And thank you for listening.